I'm Adam Hergenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth, pretty much any growth that you can have on yourself. Um, and I don't even forget the, the rest of the tagline, how it goes, personal growth through business success. Success, yes. But it's really just about, it's we use business as, and I think right now, this is one of the most fundamental times that you can use business to work on yourself because it's clear we're recording this in the beginning part of January and it it particularly most of our organizations have to do with real estate of course except for the founder and force multiplier um, but the uh, in the real estate market right now it, it you'll see the numbers come out in a couple months but it certainly feels like uh, which was written in the which was a book written called shift in 2009 about the shifting market it says that when local markets shift, it feels like the wind was taken out of you. And I feel like that is in the particular real estate world. That's kind of what it feels like. And also in regular markets, I read today Mm -hmm. that like Elon Musk lost like $200 billion last year. Like, right. There was $18 trillion wiped away from basically the markets, the global markets in 2022. So anyways, that $18 trillion is a lot. So anyways, (laughs) the thing is, is, is things went up really high and they had unprecedented months and it felt enormously wonderful to have this organic growth happening. Right. And then all of a sudden, like I, like we said yesterday on one of our calls, I said, if you feel this, this organic growth, you bump into sales, it's like it dumps everywhere. And then all like cash is just floating places. I actually had, I had a call one time. Some guys like, yeah, it felt like the last two years, like somebody drove a pickup truck and just dumped cash on my yard. Like that's like, I was like, what a great example. They were actually not in real estate, but it was just a funny example of what it felt like wow. yeah. to conversely feel the, the other side of the cycle, right? Both of those are experiences you get to experience and certainly can have. So with that, I want to jump into 22 lessons of 22. Um, and I know that that can be, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. I don't know either. You were ready to go. Yeah, there. I was going to say that are, yes, they're from 2022, but they're like the perfect they're evergreen way to kickstart 2023. They, they really are. And um, well, I kind of put them in, in writing how I know a lot of these are your lessons as well, too. You may have said them said it a little bit differently, but like, yeah, yeah they're. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking that, the, yes, those are great lessons, but I they had would some not other. Be yours. Those were not be mine. No, yes. I had some other bigger personal lessons I learned yes. this year. Yes. Well, maybe we'll not talk bigger, about that. Not bigger, but I. Bigger for, for me. For me, for yeah. you. Yes, for you. All right. So let's jump in. 22 lessons in 22 that I think will really help jumpstart 2023 for you and things to bring in. Now, you don't have to memorize everyone. I think what we've kind of gone over this with some folks, it's like one or two stands out for most people and they go, that's the one that you should really kind of jump into and yes. say, how do I bring more of this into it? Even when I'm looking at other people's leaders lessons and I'm going, I'll read through them and I go, oh, that one kind of stood out to me. Yes. And so that exactly. whatever that kind of hits you. And again, this is used while there, there are lessons they actually use this kind of a, like almost like a guide book to say, okay, which one of these kind of hit me and, and, and made a little bit of a disturbance of like, okay, then I'm going to go work on, I'm going to go work on this one. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Well, let's jump in. Number one, stop taking yourself so seriously. It's, I know that sounds so simple, but yet during this time right now and, and, uh, it's, it's like I, I told her, we had a group of like 500 people on a call yesterday and I said, if you're still feeling trapped from 2022 or you're feeling resentment or feeling whatever it is, like you just need to let that go right now. Like literally let it go and stop taking all of this so seriously. It doesn't mean you become passive, right? Like when people say that, I think you get the general sense of it. It's just stop taking it so serious. 
I don't mean that you, again, it's not like you're just floating in the wind. It's just people get so tied up into the littlest of things and some of the larger things that really don't matter. And the reason why you want to do this more importantly is because the minute you stop taking it so seriously, you get more clarity and you actually solve the problem faster. Is it take it so seriously or take yourself? Well, so t- seriously? stop taking yourself so seriously. Well, I think, but you get, you become the problem. And as you become the problem, you get caught up in the seriousness that you think that you're creating, which prevents you from actually solving the problem that's actually at hand at the highest level you can. So when you're, there's no denying, nobody would ever argue with us that if you are in a clearer state, a more enthused state and more joyous state, again, I'm not saying you're fully there, but just more you solve problems better. Mm-hmm. Everybody does, right? Yeah, yeah. So again, so number one, stop taking yourself so seriously. Number two, determine how much time you are willing to work and then focus on being the best version of yourself in the time you've allotted. This is achieved by subtracting things from your life, not adding. What this really means to me too is, is um, don't get caught in the how much you're willing to work, like I'm going to work five hours a week or I'm going to work 100 hours a week. It's actually irrelevant. The point of the question is to actually bring focus to what you're doing. So for instance, like how can I, how can we deliver the best podcast in 35 minutes, right? That's a question you can ask, right? How can you, you know, how can you lead generate for business in the next 90 minutes, the best way possible? How can I show up as the leader, the best that I can at this leadership meeting? How can I, you know, you look at your calendar the day before and you're going, man, so it's going to be a rough work day, right? And it's like, well, how can I make it? How can I be the best during this chaotic work day, right? Like you're acknowledging that it's there, but then you just bring a different, different focusing question in there. And it's like, how good can I be during this period? And I also think that then also extrapolates to your overall week as well, too. I think it looks at like micro segments and then a little bit larger segments is how good can I be during this day, right? There's days that you're going to go, oh, I've got these four or five things I have to do later on in the day. And then maybe personal, whatever they are. It's like, well, how good can I be in the first six hours of my day then? Right. I think that's the question is, is instead of like, how do I work longer? Which means that you, a lot of times is you're just adding things versus how do I subtract things and get really good on the things that actually matter, which is really important for 2023. Yeah. The, the only thing I was going to add is that when I listen, when I read or hear other people's lessons, or even when I was reading all of yours and as a, people are listening to them, I, I think that there's obviously your meaning and your, what you inter what your intention behind each one was. But I think the beauty of all of these is also like the listener's interpretation totally. of them and what it means to them. Because yes. like I interpret that one from myself a little bit differently. Like I do like the thought of saying, how much am I willing to work? Yeah. Okay. If I really am only willing to work 50 hours a week, how then how do I need to structure my life? Yes. My work life, my meetings, the projects I, I take on, the things I volunteer to do at work that maybe aren't necessarily part of my job, but like I want to do them. Yeah. How do I organize all of that? Because uh, otherwise I could just get caught up in working all the time. Yes, you could. So I actually need to be more focused on these are the hours I'm willing to work. How can I, how can I um, exceed even my own expectations within that amount of time. I think this leaks into your other part of your life too, which is like, if you have an hour with your kids, I'm not saying that's all you have, but I'm just making an hour up. It's how good can I be in that hour? It doesn't mean like I'm half on my phone, half not right. Exactly. If you've played all out and done your best during the day, the will and the work, then you can put your phone away for a period of time. Then you may have to go back to it. I'm not saying that's not what you did, but like, it's just whatever the, it's that focus can be. It's Mm -hmm. sort of overarching. Like if I'm willing to work 50 hours a week, how good can I be in that 50 hours? Right. what, what that yeah. looks like. What are you going to 
to some say people no to. are like you use the example of five hours. Well, some people really are like, I'm only willing to work five hours a week. Okay. Then how, how do you, how yes. do you hit your income goals? How do you impact the people you want to impact? What do you, who do you need to hire in order to, to do that? Like exactly. it does, it does. It is a great focusing question to set up the rest of your life. Love it. Number three, stop chasing after significance in a sense, in a sense of self-importance, just be in the moment of life and experience it fully. I think the minute you call off the chase, you actually realize that you, you, you fall into uh, not needing or wanting to be important right now. Most of us are still chasing after some level of significance, whether that's power, authority, money, fame, esteem, whatever it is. Like you can do this in work. You can do this in your personal lives. You can, you just, you're chasing after something of self-importance. The problem with chasing though, Hallie, is that once you've, you've accomplished something or gotten to some level degree of power, you're chasing the next level already. Right. So it's like once before you even get it, you're already chasing the next level because your entire your thinking patterns is all about how do I get it? And then how do I get more of it? So you end up in this chasing pattern your entire life. So you can do this, obviously, with authority. You get the job that you want and you're there. Then it's like, well, how do I get the next one? Right. And you may there may be a month or two or whatever it is that you kind of you don't fully go in there. But deep down, you're already going, well, I can get the next one. I can make a little bit more money. I can get this thing over here. Nothing wrong with that. It's just if you spend your entire life doing that, you will come to your deathbed and go, man, I've just been chasing all my life instead of actually realizing that you can have goals that build your organizations or build your wealth or build whatever experiences you want. But you're not doing that as a as an as a way to try to get self-importance. Mm -hmm. That's the key there. Number four, figure out what your aim is in life. What is your North Star? Why are you here? Orient yourself in that direction and decisions become easier and more effortless. Again, this is, you see the theme here is a lot of like focused questions. Um, you can't do everything in life. can't have everything in life. You can't know everything in life. So you got to actually orient yourself. So what is your North Star? You look like you want to say something. Here. Well, I kind of, I do in yes. fact want to say something. Well, I mean, how would you, I, I feel like I know how you would answer that question, but how do you answer that question? What is your North Star? Why are you here? Because I feel like my answer is so simple compared to yours that maybe I'm missing it. But anyway, tell me what yours is. Well, it's, 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 it's an easy way of saying it is to enjoy the experience of life. Okay. All right. And, and then sometimes you, I think you've said it in slightly different ways. Like, yes, to get more um, complicated. I, I, I Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. You know, about like to, yes. to grow spiritually yes. and to make the moment in front of you um, better off, better off for having, for having passed, passed by, by, by you. Yes. 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 Okay. Which is, which is a great way of saying to enjoy the experience of life. Okay. And, and I, I, then you could get, you could drill down if you want to a more, which is again, using every day to let go of a part of me. So there's less of me every night, which again, when there's less, less ego, ego. Yeah. less ego, when there's less disturbance in there, you feel and enjoy the life better. So to get to what you want to have a more experienced life, when you let go of the ego more, let go of continued part of you, that in itself, if you make that your North star, then you, you are not only are you, are you, I believe that's like the purpose and meaning of life is actually to come in here and, and release parts of you that you can only do this through this kind of physical world. Right. And you're doing that and you just, it's, 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 you just feel better. So if mm -hmm. the goal is to have a, have a better quality life, not, I don't mean getting things quality life. I mean, to experience your, cause that's everything people want. Anyways, your entire inner experience is, is what anybody ever wants. You could be, you could have the, if you did, if you were in a state of enthusiastic joy and, and 
love, like it wouldn't matter where you lived, what you were doing. Like it would just be overwhelming. And people say, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like for fair. No, it's actually like you can continue to slowly get there. And over time it just builds up. So you wake up and you're just like, man, I just feel good. That's the point. So, but if that's your, that's your North star and you're orienting yourself in that direction, like what does that look like in practical terms? So it means that when challenges show up in business, you go, great, this got hit. I can let go of this because that's the purpose of my life is to, to use business as this way of showing me what's still blocked within me. So then I can do the work to release it and then engage with my work and engage. And most importantly, what the reason why I'm engaged with this is because it showed me where I was blocked and I can release that to have a better quality life. And that's why for you, decisions become more easier and more effortless because they're all just oriented towards that North star. Of well, I'm not, ta- yeah, life. I'm not so caught up in the decision anymore because I just, it's, okay. it's yeah. the decision is to relax and release, to release the part of me that's not allowing me to enjoy this moment or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that in itself actually makes decisions easier because you see things clearer. So that's just, it's fundamentally like that's, that's the, that's the kind of working backward. Just figure out your aim because your aim, like the thing is, is part of, for me, this is like, if your aim is just like, I need to go make a million dollars this year. Okay. Like I get, that's a goal. It's wonderful. There's nothing wrong with that. But is that really your aim in your life? Well, then I think a lot of people would say, well, no, it's what I can do with the money or it's what money can do for me in terms of like freeing up my time. And then what do I do with my time? I spend it fulfilling my real purpose, which is not to make the million dollars, but it is to spend time with family or, and I mean, I get that this is more on the service level, but I feel like that's where a lot of people might go. Yeah. First. There's just a deeper level. That's why I asked the question yeah. for me. There's just a deeper level. Like you can actually experience all of that already. And, and people are going to continue to chase that. It's like, if I've get, I have my North stars to get a million dollars so I can retire. There's plenty of people that have millions of dollars and plenty of people that retire right. and they're still miserable because they're right. Because the, the goal is to, they want to retire because they think that'll give them the feeling that they're after. Yes, and, that's and exactly so that can, right. right. Okay. They're, they're just yeah. indirectly saying, I imagine that if I wasn't working right now, I would feel a whole bunch better. And they literally feel yeah. better because yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. use their mind to go to an imaginatory explore space in your head and you instantly start to feel the effects of your paying attention to what it would be like to not work and you feel better. But it's like I said yesterday, it's like when you go on a vacation and you start imagining what that vacation is going to be like, even if the vacation is great, it still doesn't feel like you've imagined like it's going to. Yes. So it's, it's, it's the same thing with everything else. So figure out where your North star is. It's not about those things, at least for me. Mm -hmm. And so I wake up and understand what that looks like. Okay. Five. Remember the moment isn't bothering you. You are bothering yourself about the moment. It's a quote from Michael Singer's new book, living untethered. I think it's one of those powerful quotes in there. It's, It's very subtle, but it says everything. The moment is never bothering you. The moment life reality, right? Actually doesn't care what you think. It doesn't, it's just going to do its thing. So you wake up and go, well, the moment, like the moment something happens, you may get bothered and I may not, or I may get bothered and you may not. So it's not the moment that's bothering anybody. Mm-hmm. It's you reacting and then saying, this is not what I wanted, i.e. a preference that causes the suffering from the moment. Yes. Very few times is there actually a problem. I mean, a really physical problem, right? There are times, but they're very rare. Mm-hmm. Six, there's nothing material or physical in life that will make you feel happiness for long periods of time. The only thing that produces happiness long-term is the ability to accept and be happy with whatever is happening in the present moment. 
It is the need nothing, enjoy everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, very similar to what we were just talking about with the kind of the the North Star. I mean, at least for you, right? It's to be. It's exactly right. Experience whatever's happening in the moment, being present in the moment. Seven, you're always leading someone or something and you're always following someone or something. Great leaders know when to lead and when to follow. It's really important in 2023. Don't be the leader that knows everything or pretends to know everything. Mm-hmm. Be the leader who needs to lead and then needs to follow. You can do that in your personal life. Like there's times with my kids that I need to lead them and there's time that I need to follow them. And we had, a, I gave this example the other day, which is where um, my daughter was not invited to like a, like a function with like somewhere for all of her friends, a lot of her friends were, and she wasn't, and actually didn't bother her that much, but it did bother her a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so then I just, instead of going in there and being like, let me tell you why you shouldn't feel this way. Like trying to lead the conversation. It was very much like, well, did that bother you? And she's like, no. And I go, well, did it hurt your feelings a little? And I did it at the right place. And she's like, well, a little bit. And I said, well, tell me what that feels. Right. And just, and, and, and just, what would you do differently? And I just kept asking questions, just allowing her to lead the conversation. Um, and there's other times where, you know, and then it's just, and then it was time where like she just wanted to move on. And I, part of me actually like wanted to continue to talking about it and cause I was like, wanted to make sure she was all right. But right. I was like, oh, that's interesting. She, yeah. she's done with it. Like she literally was done, was done with this conversation. So great. So now I can just I'll follow her to the next conversation. I don't need to bring it back up again. Mm-hmm. And I think in leadership, we do that a lot. Like we can, if you're in a meeting, I don't care what seniority people have in a meeting. You should listen to people, yes. really <laughs> listen to people. And then not needed to be right. And then say like, how do you use that information for the best for the organization? And then you can make a decision if you're the one needing to make the decision. Number seven, your, uh, number eight, there are three parts to any moment, your experience, your awareness of the experience and the story, the mind creates about the experience. Be careful not to buy into the story. I think that's really important. Like when you see reality or in this moment, there's an experience that's happening, right? There's just life is happening. Mm -hmm. I see it differently. Hallie sees it differently, even though we're in the same room, that's your awareness of the experience. You're aware that you're having this experience and that experience is, is triggering something inside favorable, not favorable. It changes for each of us. Right. Then what happens based on that is there's a story that we each tell ourselves about the experience and we can get really caught up into buying into the story and believing the story. Instead of doing that, you just go back and say, I'm aware that there's an experience and I'm aware that I just reacted to the experience, but that's not me. So I love examples. You know this. So the word, let's just use this example. The experience, your experience is that we are recording a podcast. Mm -hmm. Your, your personal awareness of the experience is what? I'm aware that I'm sitting here in a physical body having this conversation. conversation. Okay. Same. Okay. Me too. And then the third part is the story that we each create about doing this podcast. Yeah. Like I could, like the story could be, wow, what I said was really smart. And you, you could say what Adam said was stupid. Right. Or yes. Or, or like, I just use those words, but yeah, like, yeah. I don't really agree with that. Or I do agree with right. that. Or right. Why is this taking so long? Exactly. Why is he, or why is he, need, why is he only more, at eight? I need more right. coffee. We don't have exactly. a, There's exactly. only 30 minutes left. Exactly. So yes. that's the story. And then that's you get, the, don't want to get caught up in that. Exactly. Yeah. And this, and you're not going to ever stop the story. You just don't pay attention to it. You don't fight with the story. You don't go, why is there a story in there? Right. You just, that's what you surrender to. That's actually what you let go of is energy flows where consciousness goes. So if you put your consciousness in your energy, which go hand in hand on the story, you're hooked to the story. 
then do you go back to the awareness of the experience? Yes, you just always go back and or try to, to get, the experience. I always go back to the you're aware that you're having the experience. Okay, so the you experience go back is going to gonna happen piece. whether you like it or not, or, or if you're aware of it or not. Or it's exactly, just, right, it's just it's doing. It's just yeah. happening. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Ten. Cultivate your curiosity and creativity. You missed number nine. Yeah, no, I'll do that after. Okay. Um, cultivate and your curiosity and creativity. This for me is just that like, it's funny. I was very much introverted for a very long period of my, of my life and I still am, but it's really fascinating that I've become more curious about people in life. And I've actually started, we started having way more social situations than I ever have. Mm. Um, and then I, and I'm actually enjoying them. And, and part of that is because I think we're just really, I'm just really curious about how people live, what they do. And just, just in general, I just became more curious about, even myself, like, well, why can't I engage with people yeah. in this way? And just, so I think, well, it do, doesn't mean that you're still not introverted. It just yeah. means that you've chosen to be, to yeah. do more social interactions. Yeah. I think the curiosity too, they use that word is more of like curious for introspective too. Like, it's yeah. just like, you're cururious about life yes. um, and different things. So anyways, I, I, think, I liked, honestly, oh, you always know that that one's my favorite, yeah. like usually my favorite, the curiosity. I just think curiosity is such an important yeah. quality in general and it does lead to creativity. Yeah. Nine, life will always be hard if you're always trying to get what you want. Life is effortless when you need nothing and enjoy everything. And I know as soon as I say that, everyone disagrees in their mind, at least their mind disagrees right away and goes, that can't happen. And I'm not saying your mind's, I'm not going to try to convince your mind that it's true. I think just what you'll do is you'll end up and just look from a, just a practical standpoint is that when you try to get what you want, if you end up getting what you want, you end up suffering at some level because you need to you need to hold on to it. You need to make sure it's there. You need to make sure you maintain your authority or your position or your status or your money or any of these things. So no matter what you get, there's then there's another level of suffering. I'm not saying you haven't gotten relatively better than the next person, but you're still not even close to where you can be. The true way to play checkmate with life is to need nothing. Meaning you don't need anything. It doesn't mean you renounce it. Just you don't really need it because your experience inside is better and you're enjoying the experience of life. That's it. Number 12, never give up. <laughs> what? You missed 11. I know. Okay, 11. Sorry, 11. <laughs> You're going to die in a relatively short period of time. Let me qualify that. It's not like tomorrow, but 80, 100, 120 years, whatever the number is, it's inconsequential compared to the Earth's 4.5 billion years of existence. 14. It's 4.5. Is it? Yes, it's four. The galaxies... I've oh, been around for almost 14, 13.8 billion. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I saw that yesterday, but yeah, it's, the earth has been here for 4.5 billion years. The galaxies as we know it has been 13.8. Yeah. Gotcha. So whatever is bothering you right now, ask yourself, does this really matter? I, I mean, I use this one a lot as like just a frame of reference. Actually, mm -hmm. when I, when you walk into Michael Singer's, uh, um, his, uh, one of his, places that he has down there and they're not i say one of them it's i mean these were built in the 70s he hasn't updated them all even though he, they could like they just they're there he's you actually walk in and he's got this image right when you walk into his temple um and there it, you just look at it you go it's a black image like it's just black and uh at first that's what i thought he actually said it when i was there there's a little dot in the middle and it's just a tiny little it looks like a speck almost like something got on it and that's the earth taking from like 300 miles away, whatever it was, right? Hundreds of miles away. And it gives perspective that you're sitting there spinning in the middle of earth oh, wow. in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. And you can't handle this car in front of you. You can't handle this problem. You can't handle this conversation, whatever it is. And so it just gives you that little, like, so what is bothering me now? Does it, does it really matter? 
Yeah, that one always strikes me because it was something my dad always said when we were growing up, even like as little kids, it was just like if something was bothering us or we were upset about a grade we got or, you know, we didn't make captain of the team or whatever. He was always just like, is this going to is this going to matter in five years? Yeah. Or even in two years. And the answer is always no. no, it never it never is. So why are we so upset in the in the moment? There's very few things that will affect you for more than a day or a week. It's very I know, few. It's so true. I'm just thinking like, but it, but it takes a long time to get there. Yeah. That's why you're doing the work. I know. I'm just saying yeah. like years ago, some of the things, and you know this too, yeah. things that would have happened, I would have held on to for yes. months sometimes. And now yes. it's, now it's hours. That's you're bothering yourself by the moment. Yeah. For like ever. You just repeat it in your yes, mind and, and you yeah. buy into it because oh, your, yeah. your consciousness goes energy goes yep so you put your consciousness on that story that you keep telling yourself it's there number 12 never give up never give up in your aim in life never give up on finding the deep truth about life itself this for me is just it, it's there's there's a the simple phrase of just don't give up mm-hmm. like just it, whatever it is until there's a point where it may make sense to go get to give up on this particular project to go something else. I'm not saying that it's just more of like, don't give up. Don't be a wandering generality, right? Like just don't give up on your intention and your focus on what you're doing. Cause there's going to be a lot of things that try to pull you off of your North star, particularly when I, when I say it, it's like you wake up every day to make sure that you let go of a part of you so that you can have a better experience in your life to have more joy. There's a lot of times where you can easily let go of that mm-hmm. to jump back into the hamster wheel mm-hmm. that everyone else wants you to be on well, and to satisfy your ego because and to satisfy your, and it feels, it feels good. Term, it's like yeah, the same thing. Like if you're trying to quit drugs, it would feel better to go do the drug. Nobody's right. denying that. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you got to like never give up on in, indulging back into that, that mind. Right. The purpose of your life is to let go of the piece of you, your ego that is preventing you from fully enjoying life. Every morning you want to wake up with less ego and more, more you than you had the night before. And we already talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. That's just fundamentally just letting go of a part of you. 13, the, 14 focus comes from clarity clarity comes from your awareness of the moment without any story attached i think more people want clarity in life and so when there isn't a story attached to it there isn't the 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 mist that's happening in the mind and you can cut through all that and see the answers clear mm-hmm. they're actually just clear when there's a story and you're attached to a story it's hard to see anything right if you're looking directly at a fire and it's, it's burning and it's a raging fire. It's hard to see anything behind you. So if you're caught on some object of consciousness, like a fire or a goal or something along those lines, it's very difficult to actually turn around. So that's why it's really important to, um, the more you don't buy into the story of what things are, you still deal with it. You're just dealing with it for more clarity. Well, and I was just going to say, and the, and the more you let go of your ego every night, the more you focus on need nothing, enjoy everything. All of that stuff helps with the being yes. more aware in the moment helps with clarity. You know, the, the, the whole thing, again, you know, a lot of people listen to business that listen to this, like to be a better business leader is about having more clarity, mm-hmm. more control, right. To see things better. All of these teachings are doing that. They're just deeper teachings. And it's not, con- it's not control over other people. No, it's, it's not control. It's control over yourself, control over yourself from indulging in the mind's activity, which, which grabs you. And then that's what runs your life. Mm-hmm. 
it's all of these are just very deep teachings to be the best leader. You may, it just allows you to build a bigger business or to have a wonderful small business, right? Or to be a sole proprietor. It's irrelevant, but like it just gives you better clarity to be the best you can be in whatever situation you're doing. Business, personal life, exercise, all of that. It just becomes clearer. 15, you'll need resilience and dedication in 2023 in order to succeed. Make peace with mastering the boredom of extreme focus on a few activities and consistency in all areas of your life. This is directly related to work, right? Mm -hmm. You just need resilience and dedication, right? In 2023, that becomes really, really important right now. 16, relax and release is the greatest technique you'll implement. It doesn't mean relax and release and give up. It doesn't mean relax and release this passivity. It just means you're relaxing and releasing the part of you that is bothered by the moment so you can act. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. It's, it's, if people really could just do that every time, you would solve problems with greater speed, more efficiency, and you'd have better outcomes altogether. I'm not saying that they're just going to go away because you're doing that. It's just you're going to be able to be the best you can be at that time. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. It's a little bit off topic, but it just remi- it reminds me a little bit of the relax and release. Where do you um, think anxiety? I know there's a lot of ways anxiety happens, but I'm just thinking like, where does, does anxiety happen because there's like the, the inability to relax and release or, or is it as anxiety mind generated thing? What do you, what do you well, think? I think anxiousness comes from one of two things. You're worried that you're going to get what you don't want, or you're worried that you're not going to get what you want. And that is, and a, then, and then just, and it, story, and it takes you over and it takes, and you've now put your consciousness which is also your energy on that. And then, and I, because here's what happens. Slow it down. The mind goes, oh man, it's really challenging. I'm going to lose my job. Okay. That's the first thing it says. You have a choice. You either, you either say, look at the mind. I'm aware the mind is now there. Okay, great. I'm aware. And I'm not going to buy into this story and you relax and release and it just slips away. And moments later, you realize you're no longer paying attention to it, right? Mm -hmm. Just like that. That's how it happens, right? Like you just, you don't realize, you don't know at the moment that you're not paying attention to it. You only, when you get through it and then look back a couple seconds later, you go, oh, I'm no longer bothered by that. That's how that actually works. The other, this is where he goes, oh my God, the economy is really bad. I'm going to lose my job. And you go, oh my God, yeah, you're right. I am going to lose my job, aren't I? And you're now talking with the mind inside, buying into what it just said. I am going to lose my job. I can't believe I'm going to lose my job. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a challenge. How am I going to pay the bills? What if this happens? What if, what if my wife or my other partner loses the job? Like, what, how are we going to do this? We have this thing to maintain. That, and then now all of a sudden you're, lo- you're, you're lost. Well, okay, yeah, and I was going to say- And then now anxiousness now is now building up. The emotion that is yeah. released from that is now anxiousness, fear, all of that starts to build up. Anxiety, worry, that's well, what Well, then it start. goes- it as I mean, I'm sure we've all felt anxious at one point or another, but then it goes, I mean, at least from my experience, it's, it's almost sometimes doesn't even exist in the mind anymore. At some point it's like completely in the body. Oh, totally. Yeah. You put all of your energy in this whole story. Sometimes you're just like, Oh, I kind of put that away. I don't think I'm anxious about that anymore because your mind stops talking about it. But meanwhile, like you feel it in your body and you're like, how do I get rid of it? Get rid of it. Exactly. Yes. Well then you end up like, and then you just, then you're listening to the mind tell you what to do to try to get rid of it. I need to work harder. I need to not go to this thing. I need to make sure I do this. I need to go to that. And then somebody go like, well, isn't that right? And I go, maybe there's some actions there that are right, but here's what's going to happen. If you go, oh, the economy is really not good right now. You're probably going to lose your job. And you go, 
thanks for reminding me of that. Appreciate it. And you just let it go. Then you go, okay, what are some things that I could do that if I do lose my job, I'm still okay. Right? Like you just start being proactive, but you are choosing to actually now figure out actions or maybe you just like, huh, maybe I'm, I'm going to curb my spending a little bit. That's a great strategy, right? Then that's what you do and you just move on. But you're not bothered by it for months and weeks and there you go, actually the first thing, here's exactly what happened in my mind if that did that. And I said, we're going to do this job and you go, that's wonderful. I know. Like, I, 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 yes. I, I, I would do that because what I'm just, tr- what I'm trying to do is just to go. It feels like sarcastic. Like to me, I would be it's like I'm being to sarcastic mind, to myself. Yeah, you are. My mind. A little bit. Like you're yeah. playing with the mind. Yeah. The mind just came up and has no idea whether or not you're going to lose your job or not. It just told me that I am. So I'm going to play with it. I'm just going to go. Yeah, maybe that'd be wonderful. And it's like, oh, really? Yeah, that'd be wonderful. It'd be great. Well, what are you going to do about money? Well, I'm, I don't know. I've always figured it out. It'd be a new, it'd be a new experience. And all you're doing is trying to neutralize it so it doesn't take you over. And then you, then you, you may, you may or not, right? Like those things are out of your control. But if you, if you become neutral and you show up the best way you can, you have the highest probability of not losing your job. You still may because things just happen in life and it doesn't matter. But you, in that scenario, you probably would have lost it one way or another. So now you lose it and you go, huh, this is a new experience. Or you lose it and you go, see, I knew this. I should not. And then you're just miserable for periods of time, months coming up into it. So you let it go. You relax and release. You relax and release. Okay. 17, open your heart a little bit more every day and keep it open longer by falling behind whatever emotion you are feeling and allowing it to move through you without becoming stuck. Really here is that, um, I don't know how to open your heart, but I don't, I do know how not to close your heart. And that all that really means to me is, is by definition, if I'm not closing my heart, my heart's open and everyone knows this. You don't need to have followed this podcast at any time or read any books about anything. When something happens, your heart starts to close. I don't mean like your physical heart. I mean, your spiritual heart, you feel it. Nobody, if I say, where do you feel your heart? somebody would point to where your heart is essentially, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't actually feel your physical heart though. Like you don't, like maybe you feel it beating. I don't mean that. I mean like, where does the energy feel from there? And you would say right here. Mm-hmm. And so it's what happens is when you start to do that, you start to close down. Yes. You start to close the spiritual heart so that you, you allow less of that experience to come in, which starts to give you a little bit better of an inner experience. So you don't have to pass through, but it's actually ends up making it the worst thing that you can do. I, I um, c- kind of disagree with you on one thing <laughs> about the open your heart, because I, I, while I understand the close your heart and I know what that feels like too, I actually do feel like I know what open your heart Sweet, then do means it. and feels like, and I don't know, like the things that come to mind are when you're, fe- when you feel like really grateful or when you feel a lot of um, empathy towards somebody and totally. in compassion and, and, and like a deeper understanding where you get really curious with somebody yep, like to point. me, those are all yeah. mechanisms of, of opening yes. your heart and keeping it open through curiosity and through seeking to understand and yeah, great point. And that sort of thing. I would check that box. <laughs> I like it. Okay. 18 in order to win at life, you need to understand what game you're playing. So what game are you playing? Are you sure you want to play the, the that game or is it time to upgrade the game itself? Upgrade. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. <laughs> at least for me. Well, and I, and I, I think the thing here for win at life, I, the way I reflected on this was if I'm sitting there again, whether it's in your rocking chair or on your death, but whatever people, whatever takes you there and whatever number it is, you can be 140 years old. And somebody says, did you win at life? 
your response almost inevitably is going to say, in order, what does it mean to win at life? And it's going to be, I enjoyed my experience here. Well, that's only if that's what you think winning at life means. I think for the majority of people, like winning life is that I, I got to experience life and I got to enjoy my life. I would say that's probably not the first thought a lot of people have. The first thought they have is, well, no, I didn't because I didn't make that $2 million or no, I didn't because I wasn't able to have children or no, I didn't win at life because, um, you know, I didn't leave anything for my children. I didn't leave anything for my grandkids. Well, it's a story. I'm just saying, if you were to ask somebody right now of saying, what would it mean to win at life? Right. At least, again, maybe not for other people. I'm not, gonna, I, I'm not in anybody else's body. I'm right. just saying for me. That's how you win at life. I, I, I see that as like, I think most people would say like, I want my, or they say, what do you want for your kids? And they say, I just want them to be happy. Right. I just want them to enjoy the experience of life. Right. Sure. So it's another way of kind of saying, get outside yourself for a second. So then again, then that is that you enjoy in order to enjoy life, which means you have to enjoy the moment, which means you have to enjoy every moment and, or at least accept the moment, enjoy the experience of life itself. And so when I think about that is like, and maybe this is to your point, if you did answer the question, like in order for me to win, I've got to have $2 million and you go, is that really the game you want to play? Right. That's my point yeah. is the, the no, when you actually stop, because that is a lot of the first, the first answer is usually yeah. something to, I think to that effect. And then the secondary question is, well, no, that's not really the game I want to play anymore. I want to yes. play a different game. Yes. That's exactly right. Exactly right. And you get to decide whatever that looks like for you. Yes. 19, smile more. Simple as that. Just smile more. Is that something that you had to remind yourself of? I just think it's important. Um, yeah. I was just thinking about like, you know, 22 things and it's like, well, one of them is just if you smile more, it's just fun. Well, it's, you, part of it's kind of fun, experience. funny that you have that because over the past year, I would say specifically, because we were a little bit more out of the, the social restrictions and pandemic and stuff over the past year, I've and just also things we've I've been reading about. I've been really trying to make it a point to whenever I am out and about to actually interact with the person that's yes. in front of me because you know how we yes. are. We're either on our phone or we're not looking. Yes. We're like looking in our bags or we're you know doing a million other things. And like I never actually look or smile at the person who's like at the checkout or the other person in line or who's coming in the door and I'm leaving. And and yes, of course, it makes me feel better to do that. But also, I just think it's like a good human thing. Yes thing to do. I agree with you. 20. Stop overvaluing the future moment by creating a story in your mind about how the future moment will be better than the one you're experiencing now. We've talked about it, but just a way of saying it, which is a lot of times you can do this. Like it's like, Oh, I just need to get through this day. And once I get through the day, I'm going to get to seven o'clock and then it's going to be better. It's going to be relaxed. And then you get to seven o'clock and you're like, I don't know well, what's next. Like, it's like, I did, it's like, I don't feel that relief from doing this thing. It was a long day, but like, okay, maybe that lasts for what? 15 seconds, five minutes. And next thing you know, you're like, I'm bored or <laughs> whatever yeah. it is. Like you just, you just, what oh, remember I, people get this from this episode. It's just like, what you do is you go to the mind when you're not getting what you want, you go to the mind and go, okay, I know I have to get through this day. But when I get home and have this drink or whatever it is you're going to do for this and like your mind starts to create images that you then experience as the person in there about how that's going to make you feel when all this is done and you go, oh, I can't wait till I get to that. And then you, when you actually get to the moment, you don't actually feel that way. It's just, mm -hmm. it's a collage. It's like a, it's like a real, but not real. Mirage. Mirage. Yes. Collage. Well, I was actually going to say the uh -oh. collage of experiences. Oh, that you're gotcha, having. Gotcha. Yes. But it is like a mirage as well because it's real, but not real. It's, it's yeah. making it real. Just like you can make yourself scared or make yourself but like, it does like imagining things serve a 
purpose in the moment because maybe it makes you feel better in the moment knowing that you're going to have this like if you know you're going to have a really tough day and you say as long as I can get through if I get through this day I'm going to you know go do have a glass of wine at night and I'll feel great in the moment then you're like okay I can I can survive the rest of this day and so you're feeling good and then yes you're right when you get to the future moment then you might not feel as good that's the game you want to play Hallie you can play that game (laughs) no I don't want to play it I'm just saying is there What's the alternative to make yourself just feel good in the moment? Just, just enjoy whatever, even if it's challenging, just enjoy it. Well, that's certainly a way for positive, positive or per, like positive. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. play with, you can certainly do that for me. You don't want, yeah, you'd rather I, not. I, do I think I'd rather go, why am I not enjoying this moment? Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is blocking me from actually not doing it? So instead yeah. of going out there and trying to pretend that it doesn't exist, I go, I'm blocked. I don't feel this. Why? And I want this out. Yeah. That's my thing. And I just do that every moment I can. 21. Don't be healthy or wealthy for a day. Focus on activities and habits that will create wealth and health for life. Don't, it's not a 60 day race. It's not a 90 day diet. It's not saving for one moment to spend the next. It's literally building habits that you can support you for life. It's really what it is. Simple as that. I think of anything from 21, 20, 21, 22 has taught us is like cycles go up and down, mm-hmm. good, bad, social, physical, financial, right? All those things just build habits for life mm-hmm. and build them. 22, we live in a 200% world. The external world is only 100% of the puzzle. There's a whole other 100% of life that we ignore or deem too insignificant to put in any real effort into. But it actually has everything to do with our fulfillment and joy. Your inner world is the other 100% of the puzzle. And it's by working on the internal world that will ultimately unlock everything that you've been looking for all along. Which is joy, peace. Because what people want is an inner experience that they're okay with. Always. That's what you're always doing. If I get that job, my inner experience will be good. If I have kids, my inner experience will be good. If I get that house, my inner experience will be good. Right. And that's what you're doing. So you're playing with the external world to get a better inner experience. Well, if you just go have a better inner experience, you don't need the outside world. And this is the need part right here. Hopefully you can see this. You don't need the outside world to turn you on anymore. It's just, I don't want to say extra, but it is just like, yeah, it's like the icing on the cake. Exactly. Because you're inner, because if you already have the experience that you have, then you just don't need the things out there. You actually start to be able to enjoy and experience what's unfolding. That's it. And that's the 200% life. So let us know what was your favorite lesson or uh, maybe one that you took from here or how you interpret it. Love to hear from you. And uh, welcome to 2023. Hey, thanks for hanging today and for listening to the show. However, if you are interested in getting a short email from me in your inbox each Tuesday when a new episode drops, Ken. These emails are super short. I just cover whatever I happen to be thinking about each week, whether that's an article or a quote I've shared, a book I've read, or a new product that I'm loving. Plus info on the latest episode of Business Meets Spirituality. If that sounds like something you want to check out, we'd love you to. Just go to adamhergenrother.com forward slash email.